1: Welcome to Success Secrets Exposed with Sally A. Curtis, where we share stories of challenge, success, and inspiration along with practical tips and
0: strategies to move you forward to your success. And now, here's your host, Sally A. Curtis. Good evening, good morning, and good day to everyone. Uh, welcome to our Success Secrets Exposed uh, show today. And we're going to continue with our theme of uh, success hacks or success rituals. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the ways to monetize your content and your books. And I have a very, very special guest today um, who is Christine. Um, and Christine and I work collaboratively together to help speakers and authors to leverage their content to monetize their content and their IP and, of course, their books. And Christine's an expert in how to turn your book into a cash-generating asset by starting with a clear monetizing strategy. And then I'm going to talk about the ways in which we can repurpose your content to amplify your message and your credibility so you attract more clients and become more profitable. So, let me tell you a little bit about Christine. Christine is Empress on Fire. Christine is on a mission to assist passion-driven entrepreneurs and thought leaders turn their message into best-selling books. Through her mentoring and proving strategies, she's budding helps budding authors from having that simple idea to be recognised as an extraordinary expert in their field of genius. An international best-selling author, international number one best-selling author and speaker, Christine not only helps leaders become best-selling authors, but she also helps them create a holistic the one thing approach, range of offers, including high ticket packages and experiences, along with more passive and leveraged offers to monetize their inner genius. Supporting clients to create massive impact Income and influence through automated systems, and they're speaking using media and further publishing opportunities. Now, Christine has more than 20 years' uh, teaching experience and bundles and bundles of sales experience, um, so that is why we've uh, come together to help uh, speakers and authors, etc., create those highly valuable coaching and training programs that suit all learning styles. <laughs> Now, Christine can be found organising luxurious retreats, leading seminars and working with clients from around the world, all from her beautiful office in the Barossa Valley, which is great wine country here in South Australia. Now, we have come to, uh, together to work because we share the same audience, and it's been my experience uh, that these thought leaders and coaches and consultants and authors that we work with, they hit an income ceiling, and they often are then looking for that leverage. So, this is a little bit after they've um, written the books, etc., that Christine helps them with. Okay. And these clients tell uh, tell me that they're starting to feel fatigued by that creative process and they don't uh, want to look at the tech side of things, they're not tech savvy and they also almost get that tech fatigue as well. So what uh, we do is we actually help give them brain space back by helping them repurpose their content and that's their existing <coughs> content. Um, Etc. So, a bit of an example of that, and we'll go into more of these as Christine and I share some insights with you today. Um, it's the the idea of taking that one article or that one blog post and turning it into 15 or more uh, visual, uh, visually branded um, assets that you can pop into a library and utilize later. And as a result of uh, creating and building this leverageable brand asset library, it does help you to then magnify your voice, attract more of those clients that you're wanting to work with, Uh, plus it gives you time to then connect with those clients um, and actually have conversations with the clients. And of course, the more conversations we have with potential clients, the more opportunities we have to make um, and increase our revenue. So as I said today, we're going to be talking about all things um, making, uh, monetizing your content and monetizing and creating cash generating assets as it relates to your book. So one of the biggest frustrations um, that both Christine and I see is that um, often these thought leaders um, and experts are advised to write a book uh, or people get inspired to write a book and they don't have a plan to monetize it. And I've seen so many of my friends and colleagues, and even myself, where we've written a book, um, got all the books uh, printed, and then we have boxes of books in the garage. And sometimes it just becomes a very, very expensive business card. Um, So what is often the problem is having that clear lack of a, of, of a clear strategy of how you're going to monetize, how you're going to market. So that's why I'd love to uh, start off the show by um, welcoming Christine. Hi, Sully. How are you? Thanks for yeah. having me here. You're very welcome, and thank you very much for joining us. So I'd love to ask you um, a bit of the a backstory question. And wh- wh- why and how is it that you came to do what you're doing and become such an expert in this, ca- helping people uh, create this cash generating asset? And I know we'll sort of ba- back and forth a little bit around the how we how you can create two years worth of content uh, by writing your book. But how did you how did you start on this journey?
1: Yeah, well, that's a that's a great question, and um, it's strange to think about. But I didn't start on this journey the same way as most people do. Um, as far as I never really wanted to buy, write a book, I wasn't, you know, eighty eight percent of the population actually want to write a book, and only two percent ever do. Oh
0: wow!
1: Um, and I wasn't in that. I wasn't in that box. I didn't, you know, I never thought of writing a book. Um, so, what I was doing, i I'll give you a bit of my back backstory because that's the question you just asked. Um I'm a teacher by profession, and i have I've taught you know from year four five up to year twelve. I'm high school trained, but I did have five years teaching in primary school. <clears throat> Um now while I was teaching, I always knew there was something more. There was something more I was here for, destined for, and you know, there was a bigger purpose. But I never knew what it was. So I dibbled and dabbled and did a lot of sales. You know, I did real estate, um, mortgage broking, insurance, I did lots of different um I even worked in a garage selling um insurance and uh finance and what have you there as well. Uh, Back in the day. And so what's the selling experience? So um, I got into real estate and, you know, we had five properties and what have you. So I thought, right, well, that's going to take me down the right track. But then, of course, you know, things happened and the GFC and what have you um so I went back to teaching oh, I also when we met Sally mm. um, I also had a social media business back back in the day when there was you got to get on Facebook there's almost half half a million people on there and look at it there
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely
1: yeah and um so I I never sort of like left fully left teaching I was still whatever I was doing I was still teaching I love teaching and so I would always go back to teaching, you know, that was my safety net.
0: Mm. And so it
1: wasn't until 2013, um, 14, that I decided that's it. I'm hanging up my boots and I'm not going back to teaching. So I left there and jumped both feet in, mm. into um, digital digital magazine publishing. Someone approached me um, to see if I'd become a certified trainer um, to do that. Uh, that was with Ed Dale. I don't know whether you've heard of him in Victoria. Uh, from Melbourne. He's well known throughout the world for his 30 day challenge. Back in the day, like 9, before people even started doing challenges. Um, So I started doing that. And at the time, I hired a coach for uh, teaching me uh, all around webinars and Facebook advertising. And so I was, you know, starting to put it out there. And people didn't know what a digital magazine was. And my coach at the time said, so I was having to do a lot of educating Mm. and my coach said look yeah so then I wrote a book I came across a program hired a mentor and um, joined other people at the time and we all wrote our book together so once I did that and became a number one best-selling author everyone started asking me Wow, you're a best-selling author. How did you do that? Even my niece, who's a corporate lawyer in Sydney, rang up. She says, I'm so impressed. And then I, I I grew. I grew six inches in my shoulders. <laughs> you know, I sat up straighter and <clears throat> and what have you. So um so my coach at the time, Victoria, she said, everyone wants to know about why how you write the book. Why don't you turn that into your program? So that's how it started, that's how it evolved. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, you know, just did the first book for free, the next two books for, uh, you know, sort of like a a not very, you know, not a very substantial amount, just to get my foot in the door to get the experience, and also to get testimonies as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a great way to start out to get case studies and testimonies. And so since then, I haven't looked back, I've helped over 560 uh, people become a number one best selling author. Wow. Yeah. So that's how I started on that road. Um, But then, like you say, with regards to the content and what have you, what I discovered was that, well, not discovered, it was something I sort of, you know, I knew, but I I just ignored it for a couple of years, probably, um, was that a lot of authors, I look back and I thought, well, what have they actually done with their book? They didn't Mm. do anything with their book. And so that's where I started then. Right, so I've got to help these authors to monetize their book, to to change, um, you know, them help them change their monthly income, to help them to break through that glass ceiling, especially Mm -hmm. women. There was a big difference between women and men. Oh wow! Difference, yeah, yeah. Men really took it by the.
0: <laughs> horns.
1: Yeah, yeah, for, for want of the word I was gonna say. <laughs> yes.
0: That was Thank our you. very Australianisms cut gonna yeah. come out then.
1: It yes. was about to, and I'm like, yes. oh, I use hand instead. Yeah. Um so yeah, so you know, take it by the horns and uh really run with it compared to the women would be right, I've got my book, now I'll go back into not complacency. I think it's that fear of, like you mentioned before, the te- the fear of the technology, the fear of, mm. I don't know what to do next. Mm, and so way. that's where uh, it's, it's needing, uh, it's the chicken and the eggs. And, you know, whether you've got your book first or you, you're working with uh, clients, whether you're a coach or consultant or, you know, a chiropractor, for example, how do I take my speciality, my genius of what I do and how do I um break through that glass ceiling and also to
0: um create sort of more leveraged systems that's a that's the word I'm looking for Yeah, Yeah, beautiful. And I think you've touched on something there which you and I have a bit of a kindred spirit around is very much that systemisation. And and one of my favourite quotes by um, James Clear is we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. Um, And this is obviously something that you see within the the book writing industry, whether it's after the book's been written or before the book's been written from a strategy. And I see this, um, the system side of things is what lets people down when they hit that income ceiling, it's because they need more robust systems or they haven't got any systems in place. So let's have a bit of a talk about um, some of the clear strategies or some of the systemizations, um, concepts um, that you would take people through or suggest to people or know that, uh, that works for people, have With you, especially with the experience that you've taken sort of the 560 people to that number one uh, best-selling author. What is it um, from a first starting point system Optimization perspective or strategy perspective is the starting point? That,
1: Sorry, yeah, that a lot that's, of questions. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm going to go with what's the first step. Mm. Whether you've written your book or you're about to, you know, you're thinking about writing the book or you, it's not on your radar, whatever it is that you're doing, the most important thing for me is Stephen Covey's second habit. So Stephen Covey, who wrote um, highly successful habits, uh, habits of Highly Successful Um, people, is start with the end in mind. Mm. What is the outcome that you want for your book? In other words, what's your why? What Mm. is your why? So I like all of the Ws. When I was um, teaching in primary school and teaching English, in particular, it's always the the why, what, who, where, you know, you set up up the scene. What Mm. is your inner, oh, I've never actually said this before, Sally, but it's just coming into my mind. This visualization, uh, mm. and that's what I do. I really visualize for my clients what they can do, and you know, visualize things that they don't see. Mm. So, when uh, I'm just going to talk about primary school because I think this is a really good place mm. to bring it back to basics. Okay, you want to you want to write a narrative. You know, you want to write the Cinderella story. I'll go with I'll go with Cinderella. I love so, Cinderella. You
0: know. <laughs> so that's a great place to start.
1: It is, and you see, when you say that, I think of. Um, Sound of music. Sounds
0: you
1: know. There's the scene. That, you know, the sound of music. She's up on the on the mountaintop singing, the hills are alive, and what have you. I've got goosebumps now. I love that movie. And it's setting the scenes. So you have to visualize. Forget about your book right now. Visualize what it is you want. Where do you want your life to go? What do you want to accomplish? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? Really get your senses in there, your sensory perception, and really feel it in your in your body. Uh, you know, go and just sit quietly with a candle burning mm-hmm. and some you know music playing, or you know whatever it might be, and just be. It's something I really, really struggle with. I'm a real doer, and mm-hmm. so I really have to be conscious of of taking time to be and sometimes I forget about it for a month or so and I'm like no come on get back into this practice mm. uh, so that's something I have to consciously make uh, myself do so go back and just say where do I want my business I, I presume most people who are listen to this have some sort of a business where do I want my business to be why do I want my business to be there keep asking why 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 until you can't you don't go any further mm. and for me I just want to be able to, especially at the moment when I haven't been out of the of, well, out of South Australia for, for quite some time. I just love travelling, and for me, it's to be able to travel. It's to be able to, you know, my daughter's just bought her first house and and moved in three days ago, and so we were really fortunate in be, in being able to help her with a deposit for that to help mm. her get the property. Um,
0: this has all come from being able to vision what you wanted your life to look like. So this is the starting point of this why
1: absolutely yeah so once you really hone down into what your why is and and i really like when i'm working with my clients it's it does start with that monetary value how much mm. money do you want to earn really earn not mm. a comfortable amount an mm. uncomfortable amount but not something that's way out of reach something that's comfortable you know uh, sorry <laughs> something that's uh you can see it happening but it is a challenge it mm. is going to you know, set you thinking, oh, but you, you can't think about how you're going to do it. You just got to vis- concentrate on that's what you want, focus on what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next thing is the why for your reader. What mm. is their why? And this is where most of, mo- a lot of, not most, well, probably, yeah, definitely most, because that's more than 50% of authors who come to me, they haven't really thought about their reader what is their why? What do they want to get? Because you you might need to tweak your 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 book, your story, your content that you're putting out onto social media that you help with, Sally. Ooh. You have to think about that totally. How can Absolutely. you help them? You have to be able to know them intimately.
0: Mm.
1: Because when they're reading your book, they do get to know you intimately, because you should you should be vulnerable. You should be sharing stories and your hero's journey. And or your Shiro's journey, and mm. <laughs> and really helping them to see what is possible. That's what UI is. So if you think mm. of Simon Cynic, if you know Simon Cynic's Why talk. He really—he has the three circles, and I used to draw this um, in my workshops before I came across Simon, and I thought, "Oh, this is so beautiful." Uh, so you'd have three circles: a large one, and a medium-sized one inside that, and then a smaller—I'm drawing it with my hands
0: here—and
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> then a smaller one inside that. And so most people, whether they're employees or the employer, or the business owners, can say what it is they do and how they do it. So the outer, the outer and the middle circle. But very few of them could articulate why they do what they do. In other words, their mission statement. Mm. Mm. And that's what, um, with your book, you really have to start with the why. Mm. Very really important. Sh- yeah, really share the why and help the reader to visualize, oh, right, they're
0: really talking to me. Yeah. So that's as you said. That's that that conversation of uh, helping them understand that you know them intimately. That they have those moments where they go, "Oh my God, she's been in my in my room. She's in my head. Yeah. She knows my business better than uh, that. I that yeah. I do. She knows me better than I do. Uh, she's been through it before, etc." So when they've got all those elements right and they've under, uh, they understand what their big why is, they know what the why of their audience is. What in what ways do you then help them turn that book that they've they've now got on Track in on the right track into a monetized into a monetized or cash generating opportunity.
1: Well, the next thing before you can do anything is once you know their why and you're in their shoes, it's the what. What's the problem, and Mm. how can you help them to solve it? If you're not addressing those two things, then they might start reading the book, and yeah, she really understands me. But then, okay, that's worked for her, but I don't see how it it can work from here. So you've got to show Mm. them the what. Mm. um so you you show them the what in the book and you you can um touch on the the um how the how part but let's face it the how part might have taken you 20 or 30 years or (laughs) you know to almost 200 hours a week or whatever it might be not that there's that many hours in a week is
0: there? anyway (laughs) I always um, remember just talking about um, just going back to the how. I remember Maggie Beer, who's a, a, a famous yes. person from the Barossa, saying, "Yes, I've been a fifty-year overnight success." So that's where you relax. Absolutely, bringing, bringing it back to the how. Yes, you can give them some how, but you've you've had a lifetime of experience to uh, to overcome and to move through that how. So, yep,
1: absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you you really um, you know touching touching on a bit of the how, and you might give them. Um, Again, I'm holding my hands up. So if you imagine your reader's at point A and they want to get to point B. So they're in pain, some sort of pain in point A, and people will do a lot more. It's it's going back to your, what's it called, your reptilian brain to keep you mm. safe and keep you in your comfort zone. Um, so it's helping them to see that they can step out of that comfort zone. They can step out of that safety, um, Possibly, take the please. safety net away and, and move towards... I call it pain island and pleasure island, they can start to move, because I love travel, (laughs) move towards that pleasure island. And with, you know, if they can see, okay, I can see that that's possible. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And once they see that's possible and you understand that, you understand um, what, you know, how to show them that, um, then they will see through their book that, oh, I can see it's possible, but I have known that I can't do it myself. So, therefore, I need to come and, you know, I would love to work with this author.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: there's several different ways that you can take it through the, uh, the automation um, process. So the way that a lot of the uh, gurus, if you like to call them gurus, do it, if you look at Brendan Bouchard, Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, um, Renee Bra- Brene Brown, um, you know, Lisa Sasavish, there's, there's lots of um, people, I don't know, not many people know of Gina DeVee, but I love Gina DeVee. And uh, they all use their book as the tip of the iceberg. So If you yeah. imagine an iceberg and you've got the tip stippin- sticking above the water, there's a heck of a lot more going on underneath the water, and that's your automation and your, and your processes. Mm. So you've got the book at the tip, and you use that book as a lead generation. So as a lead generation, once people um, come and see your content on Facebook or on your blog or on YouTube or wherever it might be, uh, then they click to buy the book. So whether it's a digital version or um, a print-on-demand version because we want to automate as much as possible, we don't Mm -hmm. want to do what you and I did, Sally, in our book. Uh, By the way, (laughs) when my daughter was – just a sidebar – when my daughter was settling, um, you know, doing the mortgage documents, we had to take them into the Westpac building in Adelaide. Yeah. And you know, right the, up at the very top, I don't know whether you've been in there.
0: I do, and their book, uh, our books are on their uh, coffee table.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes. I didn't see it, my daughter saw it. So, yeah, um, yeah that was amazing. So, in this yeah. beautiful coffee lounge right up at what is it, the 24th floor? floor. So, I was yeah. busy taking photographs of the sky, you know, of the, <laughs> of the skyline.
0: The, there's skyline our book right on the with table. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah.
1: With, with you on that one. Cool. So what so what we did there was, you know, we we purchased or we had as part of the package, we had, you know, 20 or 50 books, I can't remember now, delivered and you know where most of mine are? Sitting in the shed.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, that's I- why I why I referenced that and why I wanted to really talk about you know how what are the real ways to monetize a book and having that clear strategy to begin with because like you at the very beginning all those years ago we were very excited about being in a book and having a book um but we didn't know what to do with the book once we got it we were in the book we were published and then we got a box of books so that was why I referenced the, the box in the garage or the box of books in the shed because I've been one of those you've been one of those and there's lots of other people that we know that have been those as well because they haven't had that clear a strategy of the ways in which they can monetize uh, yeah. their book, um, and then you utilize the tech side of things to automate things. So that's why we're yeah, really having that conversation definitely. today.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I had one client who came to me. She was a, a gorgeous young um, woman in her, I think she was about twenty-five, and she had studied nutrition and science and also psychology at uni. And so she created this amazing book with um you know like the, all the science and mm-hmm. and what have you around diet and nutrition and and everything then she created these amazing recipes and there was a third part to it i can't remember what it was um and it was a huge big like and then encycl- no, thicker than an encyclopedia it was it was huge and so she was carting these books around she'd mm-hmm. actually done a gofundme page and mm-hmm. she had that um she'd Uh, raised over $250,000, I think, through the GoFundMe page. But that paid for the books because they were massive. And so she was literally trawling around the markets at the weekend doing cooking demonstrations to sell her $50 book. Book. Yeah, oh, As opposed
0: yeah. to having an automated system that automatically sells that, that puts money yeah. in the bank every month yeah. because it leads into the other things. So, let's yeah. talk about some of that, um, some of the lead generation uh, strategies of what's possible, just at the sort of the top level, um, because the, the audience is listening. Okay, how do I monetize the books? What are some of the ways that we can um, help to create lead generation? You've written your book, uh, your book's written in such a way that it enables people to go, Wow, this, this is awesome, this person understands me. Um, I need to work with this person. So um, that's an automatic, as you said, part of the iceberg where they, you've got your book and it's leading into your training programs. What are some of the other things that you do? Just from some of the simple tips from some of the automation um, that you've done before, a quick example I remember is um, is having um, some links, etc., in your book yeah. that lead to other things. So just talk through some of those simple strategies um, that if people are partway through a book, uh, they've got the opportunity to add some of these or talk to somebody about getting some of these added into their book so they can get a better monetization from their book writing
1: yeah yeah great I will talk about your book first and then I'll give you two examples of what you can do Mm. uh, with the book so the first one is uh, that many clients come to me and they have no form of the reader contacting them apart from their email address or maybe a link to their web page Which, you know, think about how many people you've gone and visited the webpage and, you know, you get distracted and you go off and you're doing something else. So, um, the first thing that we do is look through the book and say, okay, what have you got that you can add to this part of your book? Do you have a checklist? Do you have any videos? Do you have any PDFs or worksheets that will help them to do an exercise here that's going to help them to take them to the next step? So, that's the first thing that we do. And then we help them to create um, the assets. if they, I call them assets if they don't already mm-hmm. have them. Um, and then we put a link in their book. And it's not just a link we put in. Depending on what they have, it might be an image of a video. It might be an image of a phone with their content on there. Or it might be an image of a computer, an, an iPad. Uh, I'm, I'm an Apple fan.
0: So yep. <laughs> it yep, might be a
1: computer, too. an iPad, an iPhone, you know, or so an it Android. Makes-
0: yeah, so it makes sense that they, um, when they're reading through a book, there's an image that's got a, um, a, 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 the iPad or a, pho- a photograph of a, a computer, for example, um, so they go, oh, wow, that means there's something there that I can download or I can go and look at something. So it's, it's um, providing the relevant visual instructions of what the reader can do next to gain more, to, yes. um, to, to read, my, to absorb yeah. more. Mm. Yeah,
1: what's my next step? And you mm. have to tell them what to do. It's mm. called a call to action. Mm -hmm. for a reason because you have to tell them precisely what to do go and click on the link here to go and get xyz if you don't do that they don't you know the reader doesn't know what to do or they do know what to do but they don't do it you tell it's you know like a child you give them a direct instruction they will more likely follow it than
0: if you skate around the houses yes absolutely and that comes back to a a conversation I uh, we had last week with Steve Sims he he said uh, if you invite um, eight of your mates and say bring eight of your mates and say meet me in the top restaurant in town um, you're all going to end up at a different restaurant because there was no specificity there was no clear instructions
1: yeah, and it depends on your opinion, which is the best Absolutely. one as well. yeah, So, yeah, yeah, let's
0: go back, a talk back to, uh, to the book strategy.
1: Yeah, so that, that's essentially, you know, that covers the book. So it's just looking through the book to say, what can I give them? What extra value? Uh, I'm all about value, added value. What extra value? You know, where's your chips with that burger? Mm. <laughs> um, what extra Well, not that you're going to charging for it you're giving it to them for free what extra value can i give them because with your book it doesn't matter whether you're selling it through amazon through apple through um lulu book through book baby whatever whichever platform wherever you're selling it unless it's on your own website which obviously is going to have a lot less traffic than the big ones mm. um and amazon let's face it sell um look i'm not exactly sure what it was but it used to be over 70% of books, and now it, yeah. it, that that figure is going to be a lot higher.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: so they have the traffic automatically go in there. And so long as you've put in the right keywords and you've got the right description, you've got you know a title that people – you have some wordage in your title that people are looking for that they're Before. actually typing into. YouTube is now the largest search engine, and Google mm-hmm. obviously is the second one. It uh, used mm. to be the first one, and Google owns YouTube. Um, mm. And then the next one is Amazon. You know, what are they typing in there to to find the solution to their problem? So um, and when they go there to buy, you don't know who's bought your book. You've got mm. no contact with them. They're not your customer. They're not your client. They're Amazons or they're Sounds. Apples or they're, you know, Android, you know, the Google Play, or can't remember what it's called on Google, but yeah. Yeah, so it, it's their, their customer. So you have no idea who's, who's bought. So you've got to have a way to bring them back to you.
0: Yeah, So that's to get them onto your database.
1: To get them onto your database. The database. Yeah, like from years ago, it's always been said that for everyone you have on your database on your email list is mm. worth a dollar a month.
0: Mm, so mm. if you
1: have 5,000 people, you build it up to you've got 5,000 people, that's $5,000 a month. If you do something to sell to them to them, and value yeah, to them. With if you're not doing anything, it's not worth anything. So if you've got 50,000 people there, that's a lot of money every month that you can be bringing in. So and this is part that, of the
0: systemisation of, of being able to grow a business and utilising your book to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that's within your book yourself. So the next two points are that you have um, uh, a funnel, so you may have heard of funnel and you may go, oh, you know, big hexes against the funnel. I don't want to have anything to do with funnel. That involves tech. That Tank involves tech. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, now, I'm just going to – I wrote um, a couple of things down here earlier, Sally, that um, while you were talking, and I just want to bring it up now because I think it's a really uh, valid point. And uh, a guy that I met about four years ago who unfortunately was killed in a um, – uh, motor accident soon after but he's he was a big systems person he mm. said to me never ever repeat the same thing twice well repeating is twice isn't it or more <laughs> but never do the same thing more than twice you know more than do it twice or more anything you do you record it mm like whether it's a screen recording, something that you're doing online or you have some process of recording what you're doing. So then you can use other people, OPE, you'll have heard of Mm -hmm. OPM, other people's money in investing in business. You should be doing, I have to tell myself this all the time. I'm not great at this. I have to tell myself all the time, use other people's efforts. And part of the reason I'm not great at it is because that control, wanting that control over the final product. But you know what? That comes through systems and processes.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: And through your systems and processes, it doesn't matter who's doing the effort on the other side because you have a step-by-step system and process. So this is what um you know getting into what we're going to talk about shortly i think sally is the Mm. is leveraging your time and sticking to your zone of genius Mm. so if you're like tech uh, i don't want to go there just take on board and just explore open your mind up to okay right well it's it is something that i should be doing and could be doing and it will take a heck of a lot off my shoulders if I do do this. So Mm. it's really using other people's efforts to do all of this. So um, it starts off with a funnel. So if you have your book at the the front and you offer your book for sale, so a lot of people do it as what we call a self-liquidating offer, S-L-O. And if you watch anything or you know anything about Russell Brunson, Um, you'll know, here's a great one for talking about this, um, is an SLO. So you use your book as a self-liquidating offer. What that means is you can use it as, um, a a low entry point for people to come and find out more about you if you want to do, you know, advertising. So whether that's on Google, on Facebook, on YouTube, on, uh, Bing or one of the other search platforms, Mm -hmm. So you can use your book to sell your book. So obviously you've got to, again, really understand the pain points of your reader or of the people that you want to work with. And going back to your why, what is it? What is your why? So from the book, well, before you actually get to this point, you've got to work out, okay, what are the other offers? What are the other things that I can bring them into to me? So what's your ascension or value ladder? So, again, if you imagine a staircase, we call it a ladder, but it's actually a staircase. So I'm just drawing a staircase going up. So if you have your book at the bottom, and then what's the next offer you can give them? That might be $50. It might be $250. You know, something up to say $500. Then the next step up is maybe something between um, what did I just say? $200, $250, yep. um, up to say $2,000. All of those things can be sold without like face-to-face contact essentially yes so whether it might be through a webinar it might be through some videos it might just be through here is some content that i have which is awesome and it's going to help you to get these outcomes it's always got to be outcome driven
0: driven correct
1: and emotional people buy an emotion and they back it up with logic later yeah people hate to be sold to but people love to be sold to they love to buy yes. you know and so yeah, yeah. So, so it's really through that ladder it's showing them what else you can give them what other value you can give them that's going to help them get to their end steps so their point b or their pleasure island faster
0: yeah than them trying to do it themselves. Excellent. So we've talked about the funnels um, when we, where you've got that ascension ladder where you've got your book and you've got your incremental um, f- uh, funnel items there. You also mentioned that there's a third um, way that people can actually um, help to help to generate um and monetize their book. What was the third? Yeah,
1: one? yeah, I love this one because it's so it is so connective. People, especially with what we've been going through this year, people are really looking for that connectivity. Mm. Um, so one of my um, coaches, Ben, he had um, – it was about this time last year. Yeah, it was it was just – yeah, because it was just after our tax time in Australia is in July. Mm. And uh, so he was doing his tax returns and what have you, and he looked back over his funnels. He, he – um, sorry, his Facebook ads. So he was putting a lot of Facebook ads – and he had about twelve or thirteen at the time, as he does now, because I just looked up last week what he was doing. And um, at the time, he had one Facebook ad that went to his book, and he had about eleven or twelve that went to other items that he had, like he's got mm-hmm. a PDF, he had a video series, a, a webinar, um, uh, you know, and various different things that other he products. was, yeah, mm-hmm. that he was running um, Facebook ad campaigns to. Mm. And so it wasn't until the end of the, the six months that he went back and he said he looked at how much, you know, the, the difference. Uh, he knew how much he'd made from each of the ads, because obviously it shows you in the ad campaign, mm. but he wasn't aware of how much money he'd made going on from the ad. In other words, mm. the ads and what he had there was the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. And what was underneath the iceberg was the rest of it. So he made well into the um, multiple six, well, I don't know that it was multiple, but he into the six figures Mm. um, through his book ad. And he said it was the most, it was the easiest funnel of Mm. all. So all Mm -hmm. he did there was. Had the book and he sold the book for a reduced amount. Say, say, I can't remember off the top of my head, it was around five to seven dollars for the print version of the book. So people went to the funnel. So you may know a landing page or a lead magnet page or an opt in page. There's lots of different um, terms for it. So they went to that, they clicked on the ad, saw what they liked, and went to buy the book. So they're on the next step, they put the name email address, telephone number, and their physical address to send the book to, True. and obviously then their credit card payment to receive that. So then rather than the the previous version of the funnel that I mentioned had what we call upsells and downsells, or one-time offers or bumps in there, so mm-hmm. you don't need to worry about it. It's just the a different way so what he did he just said thank you very much here's some here's um video that you might want to go and watch or a webinar i can't remember what it was but some further content that he already had created so took no f- extra effort he already had this mm-hmm. um or if you don't it you know it's a process to go through uh, and do that which is just following step one step two step three so he um, said thank you, and then he left it a couple of, you know, sent it out, allowed them to receive the book, uh, you know, given the time for the postage, and then left them another couple of days. And then either he or one of his salespeople rang up the buyer, mm. buyer. And they were, oh, my gosh, the yeah. author is calling me. They, are like, nearly fell off their chair. So, and his book was called um, Systems for Business, and it was just literally, how are you going with the book? What What's the you know the biggest thing you're getting out of it so far? So, it's just asking them general questions, mm-hmm. and then the next thing he said was, um, you know, well, what's your biggest struggle that you're having at the moment mm-hmm. in in business? And so they would freely tell him. And says okay. Well, look, you know, I think I might be able to help you, you know, with that. If you'd like to jump on a call, here's my link. Uh, go and book a time and, and we'll jump on a call. So they would get on the call, what we call a strategy or a sales mm-hmm. or a discovery call. And um, he said they were the easiest sales to make, they were already ready to buy. Yes, when came on the call because they. Yeah. They got to know him intimately. They knew the systems that because he'd talked about them through the book. He'd given um, examples and case studies and mm-hmm. and stories. If you haven't got stories in your book, stop and go back and start putting stories in. Who's in there. That's what people remember. And yeah. you have to do it in a certain way. We've got left-brain people, right-brain people, or if you're like me, people right down the middle who are 50-50. Yep. um yeah, so there's there's a way that you've got an order that you have to place. To put it in. in.
0: And I think um, that's, yeah. sorry, I was just going to say, I think what you've said there is, um, for me, a part of the systemisation, yes, he's got automation, yes, he's got systemisation, um, but he's also kept that human connection with it. So he's got all of his um, automation, which is the different variations of funnels that he's got. He's obviously worked out what he's spending at the beginning to make sure he's getting a return on them. He's used other people's efforts potentially to set them up if He's got absolutely. a bit of a team there like we, we talk about. So finding somebody that can help you do the stuff that you don't want to do so you can stay in your own inner genius. He's then sta- had the opportunity to stay in his inner genius and actually now connect with these people at a deeper level. And as you said, people absolutely love that. So this is what um, th- that I wanted to talk about as it relates to the systemization as well as the automation is the whole reason that you either repurpose your content or write Write a book correctly with the correct things in it is so you can be in front of or alongside or on the phone with conversing with your potential customers. The more opportunities you get to speak to people, the more opportunities you have to converting and that's the whole reason we write a book or you uh, – like for for me, it's all, all about repurposing people's content so they're visually in front of people People are getting to know them. People are having forward movement because of the tips or the strategies or the ideas that they're sharing. And they they remember that somebody – give has, that person has given them that forward movement. And then if you come along and connect with them in a more personal manner um, – which of course doesn't happen a lot these days because we've become so digital, but if you have and um, work out ways and strategies to intertwine the humanization of your marketing, of your touch points, of the way that your content enables people to connect with you, have that very um, that very uh, personal conversation and talk about, as, as this gentleman has done, talk about the struggles that they're currently um, going through. It's mm. it, yeah it just it just makes it so much easy it makes you easy to buy absolutely yeah Yeah. that's the whole thing around it so i've just got a couple of minutes left if you got one more uh quick tip or the best way people can get in in contact with you particularly if they're interested in finding out how to uh, set up some of these simple uh, automated systems to help uh, to create their book into that cash generating asset so they can get uh, in and connect with more of their clients
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to quickly uh, recap on on Ben there. I looked at his Mm -hmm. ads um, just the other day. He has, again, in Australia, he only has one ad, but throughout the rest of the world, he has about uh, 12 or 13 ads going. Every single one of those is a book ad. So not mm. like before where we had previous ones and now all book ads so is just obviously working out, you know, the best headline or image or whatever. Mm. Um, right. So I think the, the biggest thing is, and especially in line with what you do, Sally, is momentum. Mm. So it is creating momentum. I love uh, video, for example, is um, I teach people how to use the content of their book to create 20, 30, 40 videos, short videos and longer videos and then have other people's efforts or hire someone like you who can organize all of that for them so they don't have to do any of that. Mm. Um, And you can turn that into uh, Facebook posts, blog posts, videos, um, uh, quotes, images, anything for any social media that you can think of because I think Mm. the biggest thing that you have to take is, you know, you mentioned earlier about being fatigued by creative process. Mm. And I think that's the big thing. You stick to your zone of genius, create the masterpiece, and then have other people create all of the other content because that's what Mm. they're skilled at doing. And you can pay, you know, pennies on the dollar, if you like, for for people to do that sort of thing. Mm. Um, And you're you're helping them to to feed that, you know, to feed their family and, and create a, a, a great income for them working from home with a with their children around them as well in, in lots of cases. But the biggest yep. thing for me is being doing something every day towards your goal and that mm. creates momentum. It creates that snowball rolling down the hill and gets bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: Yeah, beautiful. So you might
1: well, start off with an audience of one, it'll grow to five, grow to fifty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And I think momentum um, from a systems perspective is also um, very, very relevant as well. So I see people, um, and a, a bit quick analogy around that is when people get really excited about they've uh, they've built their website and they finish finished their website, uh, particularly when they're small businesses and they're starting out. And I sort of have to say to them, your website's never done. So yeah. your systems are never done either. But the reality of, of it is if you start somewhere, if you've got your book, you have a clear uh, strategy of the ways that you're going to monetize that or start bringing people in so you can have more of these conversations with clients and then you'll get to the point that you need to rejig that system. So we've always got just as we evolve continually, our business evolves, our content evolves, so does the systems and the way that you can monetize things. You're always creating more opportunities for yourself if you've got that clear, clear strategy to start with Um, and obviously if um, you're going to be writing a book or you're uh, partway through writing a book, Christine can certainly help you work out clear strategies of ways to monetize that. If you've got content and everybody's got so much co- existing content, then there's is ways that you can actually repurpose that. Um, so again, you've got all this uh, the content that's been repurposed. It's still very, very relevant, but it enables you to have some of that brain space, um, get back to spending some time with your family if you're getting fatigued. Um, and going back to what you talked about, is having that practice of just being, um, Christine. That's a reminder for me. I always have to, um, I have a yeah. daily practice to come into that being as well, because that's where the additional good ideas go. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, yeah, I forgot to mention. Um, that that's really great. Uh, points, Sally. Thank you. Um, if you want to, I'm really developing a lot of things on on Facebook in my group. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to go to Facebook.com forward slash groups. Forward slash Empress on Fire. If you're just going to Facebook and go you know and search for Empress on Fire, then look for the
0: groups you should find us that way as well beautiful and of course as uh, always you can go to the radio station blog and pick up uh, Christine's details from there as well um, and thank you very very much for sharing as much as you have about the book process um, the ups and downs the, the pitfalls and the opportunities because there is certainly some extraordinary uh, opportunities that you can have in ways to monetize and create a cash generating asset from your book as you've had uh, with so many experiences with the clients that you've been working with, Christine. So thank you very, very much.
1: Thank you so much for your wisdom and sharing
0: um, your knowledge and having me on on the show as well, Sally you're most welcome so just as a bit of a quick uh, wrap up I'll just give you a bit of an idea as to who we have coming on next week so next week we've got two guests coming on we've got Sarah Seal uh, from New Zealand who's going to be talking to us about understanding finances now she's got a very interesting story and um, is now um, operating in her own inner genius to help families understand their financial uh, understand their finances so they can create their better lives for themselves just by understanding Standing a few of the numbers that go on. And I have also have uh, Stefan, who's going to be talking to us about mind tools uh, for mental health. Uh, again, he's had his own very, very specific journey. He too has written a book uh, on that. So he will be sharing some of those tools and some of those tips to help people uh, with mental health um, and to have the, um, the prosperous life and to be, have a fulfilling life moving forward through different uh, struggles and creating those. Those struggles into opportunities so thank you very very much um, everyone and I look forward to sharing uh, more with you next week so chat with you more next week thank you very much that's it for
1: this week's episode thank you so much for joining us I trust you got some inspirational tips to move you forward see you next Thursday at 7 p.m eastern for more success secrets exposed I'm not afraid to